Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right, aloha, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. Hello. Hello. Music good? Why is it? It's like back to doing its thing again. Anyway. Yeah. We're still trying to get these um, headphones figured out because I feel like I'm in the twilight zone as far yeah. as my ears. It's just it's a little like, bit of a double. It's I like we're in a like, cave or... Shit. Hello, Mark, 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 Mark. Hey, hey, hey. Anyway. You set them down there. It's not so... It's kind of right on now, right? Um, set it down here. Like, I just set it right there. It doesn't clip because the clip's not big enough, but... Okay. It doesn't... It is better. It's a little... It's more on par, right? There's not so much of an echo. You're just hearing yourself yeah, in real time. Yeah, I like to be on the mark. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, guys, welcome back to the Podcast. This is The Viking. That's what our podcast is all about. Figuring all our technical difficulties on well, the we're intro. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we worked that shit out in the beginning. We we're going to worry about it later, I guess. Well, um, anyway, we're here... At, at my pad, the Agua Farm. <laughs> and what's weird is it's a beautiful night. Um, I think Mark was here the other week whenever I put this new light behind my screen, which is kind of cool because we needed some backdrop um, for the, the bar up there, a little more light. So it works yeah. out pretty good. But my big kahuna went out. I come out, his eyes are all good. Next thing I know, he went dark. So I must have left him on, and I didn't get him solar powered. So I've been, I've had him in the garage with that light in there going. Because that was a gift. I gave one to Mark. I've been passing on the the good times. He's got a big kahuna at his pool. I got a big kahuna from my pool. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, the the gotta have a traveling kahuna though. For the yeah. big kahuna. Yeah, you gotta go for the big kahuna. Yeah. A little kahuna for the big kahuna. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the lights are super cool. It's It's got an LED strip that you see like all the gamers and OnlyFans kids do. But it looks awesome behind the TV. And you can change colors on it and stuff. Yeah. But do what? You can change the color on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To the color wheel or whatever. Yeah, so <clears throat> kind of our backdrop. <clears throat> they have these um, like chill videos, and um, it's like this particular one's in Greece. So they they do like uh, oh what do you call those things? Uh, a drone? Yeah, a drone fly all over Greece, and you see all these beautiful surroundings to chill music. So it's a pretty good backdrop. Yeah, it's awesome. So what we're smoking, I wanted to show you this. So put your light on it here. I want you to see it. Oh, it's a, a tiger. Yeah, so it's called the bangle. 
These are a special 2023 five pack release from Black Label Trading Company, the Van Negra Brands. And. Oh, it's say, some. Uh, there's a little thin candela that runs through it, but it's a pretty potent cigar. And it's super cool. I like the little size on it, it's fun. So I thought we'd start with those. Haven't had them on the podcast. Um, we've never smoked them, so we should jump into them. Kind of cool. These are those fun things that, that James Brown does that he puts in like the the black boxes and the, the rare kits that you can buy. He puts these things in there, which is kind of fun. So I am here in the background of that music. Just to turn it down a little bit. The music? Just a tad. See, that's what I mean. You can hear it as, as we go through it. start with tonight my dude um well i started with a bridgewater a bridgewater ranch water oh okay i bought some tequila it's that big blue bottle that you like yeah and then i bought some of them cinco chinco clear Topo chicos Topo chicos hell yeah you know it little ranch water you know i'm on that game i may not know what the hell i'm buying but some Cinco Chinkos and then a lot of lime juice and um, because I always do um, is everything coming across good? Mm -hmm. beautiful so I always want to try something new so everybody's like (laughs) Maddie Ice says to me that he goes I I go what are you drinking? he goes I'm drinking a little tequila Uh, my doctor said it's better for me than Tito's and I'm like oh really? Yeah, 10 times to the silt, whatever. He goes, dude, tequila comes from a plant. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay, whatever. Because, you know, corn and what? wheat, rye, barley, it's not grown or anything, you know. Anyway, I was over at uh, Chris Cow. Uh, I was over at his house for a couple hours, and he made me a ranch water. And I was like, well, let me try this because... Let's just be honest. The the um, the bourbon cowboy gets pretty tired of Tito's and Club. <laughs> I'm telling you, and I can't drink bourbon all the freaking time. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, that was just a little side kit, but that's what kind of I started with. So, um, what the hell? You know more about this than mm-hmm. this bottle. 
So this is um, Hidden Barn Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is the first project from Jackie Zykan, uh, formerly one of the master tasters and blenders at um, Old Forester. Uh, she stepped out, or I shouldn't say stepped out, she moved on from Old Forester and she started doing these Hidden Barn projects. Uh, this was the Cash Strength bottle, special release at the time. You couldn't get it, uh, but now it is available. I'm not gonna say readily, but it is available. Uh, it's roughly about 150 bucks for the bottle. Holy, uh, so that shit. Yeah, yeah, but it's again, it's kind of that allure, right? It's it's the Jackie's eye cans first. Okay, so let okay. me ask this question, which uh, maybe our listeners would have this thought too. Okay, a master distiller for um, Old Forester moves on from the company, whatever, however you want to put it, and then just starts their own line. Um, I would think it would take quite a bit of money to start your own line, your own bottles, everything. So I would assume master distillers make a pretty good living. Yeah. Do we know? Have any idea what master I distillers get paid? No idea. That, that would be interesting. I guess know. it would. It would also probably. De- I mean, depend on what distillery that the master distiller of, right? Well, yes. Right. I, <laughs> I doubt out here at Hog Hollow Distillery, that master <laughs> distiller is probably not making shit. He's probably, they pay him in booze. <laughs> master distiller of Buffalo Trace or Sazerac, you're not making this... You might be making a lot more money than uh Yeah, I mean, if those guys have been there a long distilling. time, let's just put them up with the big boys. I don't know what they make, but I wonder if we could Google that. I'm not much of a Google guy, but I will Google it. And let's find out what these guys make, because this has happened a lot. Um, there's been a lot of guys that have left and started and picked up like an old brand, and then they start you know, managing it and taking care of it. And, of course, we don't see any of those because... They're unicorns and they cost so damn much money. And the minute they're out, they're gone. Right. But, um, anyway, that was just a funny little thought. Let me pour this. Get you going. Cork sounded good. That's important. And I have had a. Uh, I, I don't know why I called it a bridge water, ranch water. It is. A, that's what it's called, ranch water. No. Oh. So I thought I called it a bridge water. No, no, you good. All right, man. Well, let's Let's cheers that Let's cheers this. Man, I got something to tell you that's going to blow your fucking mind. Really? Yeah. Are you still working? Yeah. Oh, is that you? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hey, dude, I just got offered. Hey, my dude. Um, The state of Hawaii. Governor Josh Green signed in a bill um, that no longer makes it illegal for any Hawaii state resident to order tobacco products to be delivered to their home. It's against the giddy-up. Yeah, so you cannot go to (coughs) Cigars International anymore and order cigars. Now, the issue with this is... What about the guys that you're friends with that have those really great cigars and stuff that we like. Well, those are from shops down there. So that's cool. That's You can buy from the shop. 
but you just can't order you anything can't order. in yeah. to the state. And it's if the if the first time it's a five hundred dollar fine, the second time it's a class C felony. Okay, so this is what I said to somebody the other day. So Steve, what do you think of the future? And I was like, I actually had a guy today says I wish Clint was back in. Monica and Clinton were back in the office. I'm like, yeah. Anyway, I think the future in this country is going to be state by state. Like, if you you will have to fit within a certain uh, demographic that fits you. So, like, you know what I? Does yeah, that make any sense? Your click in high school. Yeah, I kind of jumped. I mean, yeah. But I'm just saying, each one of these states is doing something a little different. Um, that so it's makes, like, hey, you got a Virginia vibe. Get your ass to Virginia. Right. Like, yeah. okay, so you like the Grateful Dead. You like to smoke weed. You like to hike and bike. And you love the mountains. You're probably going to move to Colorado. You know? And I'm not going to go with any more than that. But, you know, down south, if you're a Bible beater and you're very right. conservative... And these are the things that you want. You're going to go down and participate in the laws of that state. Because I just don't, I, I don't see, um, and we'll get off politics, but I kind of yeah. see that as what's kind of happened. Ooh, All these states are doing these weird things. Well, yeah, because there's, what, state-level government and then there's federal government, right? Uh, which is why, like, you look at the, the marijuana thing, okay? It's almost legal in every state, but it's still federally illegal. You know what I mean? So you get wrapped up in this weird thing. The issue with this bill that he that he put in place is he's not going after cigar smokers. He wasn't even going after cigarette smokers. He wants to shut down the vape industry in Hawaii. Well, the issue is that when you look at filing a bill against a product, you have to file against it as it's filed with the FDA or what it's classed under. Well, currently, as far as the FDA is concerned, tobacco is vape products, cigarette products, chewing tobaccos, roll your own tobaccos. But is this just for tobaccos. individuals or are cigar shops can order their own stuff? Cigar shops can because but they're not, not individuals. Not individuals because where that where that plays that way is cigar shops aren't ordering from another cigar store. They're ordering from distributors directly from the companies. They're stopping the purchase of, you know, you right now. You just bought some Juarez today from Cigar Bin or, or whatever it was, right? Um, Outlaw? No. No. I don't know who the hell that Whatever was. it was. Yes. That'd be a $500 fine and a possible felony if this was your address in Conneolia, White. Wow. You know? Crazy shit. And, and it's it's so upsetting. Because, for, forget us. I mean, can you imagine... Like, that, that, that'd be difficult, man. I mean, one, it's not like there's that many cigar shops in Hawaii anyway, okay? Uh, you look at somewhere like the island of Kauai, there's not a cigar shop. What if you're a cigar smoker in Kauai? Seems like you're persecuted. You're, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the persecuted smoker. Dirt cheap, dirt cheap. <laughs> Um, anyway, crazy bit. Well, yeah, whatever. We'll get off that crazy yeah. uh, shit. But that is nutty news. So, I guess the first thing we should talk about was Father's Day. Yep. 
Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Yes. You guys. Uh, all the fathers, happy Father's Day. Hope you guys had a good one. It was a rainy Father's Day as hell here. But let me just say this. I'm all for good weather, but I was like, thank you. I mean, because I welcome the rain because we freaking need it. Yeah. I mean, we had an, uh, my neighbor this morning, Reeves, says, hey, I checked my rain gauge. We had an a inch and a quarter. I'm like, that's amazing, Bill. Thank you. An inch and a quarter. Dude, we have not had any rain in almost a month. So that was fantastic yeah. to get that nice burst. Um, and it was a fairly damn good burst. I were mean, you back by then? I was driving through the first of it. Um, then I got to the house about 1230. Um, got everything downloaded and done. Went outside. I was like, man, I'm going to get in the pool. And I look up and we're like, oh, I'm in the clouds. Went inside, came back out, blue skies. Yeah. Got look, floating around in the pool, hanging out, having some drinks, listening to music. Kick back on those floaties we were in, right? Looking like this. And I started having this conversation with myself. Put my scar in my mouth, and I'm like, oh, you little bastards. I'm watching these dark clouds just slowly. Like a Venus flytrap. Yeah, but it, it was good to have that happen. And then we it, really needed it. Now, nothing until maybe next weekend. Oh, possibly. Right? Yeah. But it was cool, because then it rained... Man, probably a good 90 minutes. Wasn't anything, like, it wasn't heavy like it was earlier in the morning, um, but it just rained. I mean, it was great, you know? And then through the rest of the night, it spittled here and there, you know? But it was good. I know we talked about it twice already, but bring up that archetype that we smoked yesterday. Okay, so... Since we smoked it last week on the podcast. Now, you guys never... Uh, well... I was going to make a joke, but I'm not. <laughs> this archetype that we had, it was like the Dawn of Destiny or something like that, the orange one with the book. Yep. This Dawn one was like a purple uh, tree. It was a purple uh, uh, ring with a tree on it. And I don't normally look this shit up, but I'm doing this. I know, because I, I didn't have time to look it up either. It's, but what um, I'm telling you... The Axis Monday. So another bad to the bone. Who's this one? Archetype. Yes, yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the retro hail was killer. And yeah. I'm like, what is going on? And by the way, I know we don't want to talk about the cigar we're smoking, but it's very enjoyable. Oh, we we're definitely going to talk about this. I just wanted to bring that, that up. Fun. I know we smoked, because we, we did the podcast last episode, we had the Dawn of Destiny. And, you know, Ventura cigars, we, we were like, these are great. You had gone back and found more of these, not that yeah, same one. Yeah, the archetype one, but, of the Dawn Dusting one. I found, like, five or six more of those. But you text me, and you're like, bro, you got to smoke this fire. I'm like, I didn't say I had it in my hand. Like, I just pulled it out. I'm getting ready to smoke Did it you out. really? Yeah. That is bizarre. And I, I was sitting out, because I was watching golf, because the U.S. Open, dude, it didn't end until almost 9. It was late. They were playing late. Oh, they played Sunday. How many rounds did they Four do? Four rounds, Thursday to Sunday. Oh, so yeah. I watched Saturday uh, some of it. Um, but, um, yeah, it, was cool. it went the, late. The kid that won, him and Rory, were going back and forth. And young kid wasn't supposed to. Fowler was 
leading the last time I watched he was on hot, Saturday. And then he ended up in seventh place. So. He was hot, but then he was not. Yes. Yes. And then some young kid came uh, and did it. Pulled, pulled it out. Old? Is he 19 years old? No, the, the guy that won is like 26. The 19-year-old kid is a college kid that was amateur, got invited to the U.S. Open, made it to the all the way to the fourth round, and finished in the top 50. That's crazy good. Yeah, and he's 19 from Alabama. Yeah, but um, this cigar but pulled it out and cut it and got into it, and I'm just like smoking a cigar, and I'm like, damn, dude, like it's good, it's meaty, it, it's it's. Texture. And here's the beautiful thing. I got it at um, Smoker Friendly in Sullivan, and there was three of them. And I'm like, okay, so he's out. The box was gone. So I grabbed a couple of those just to try them. Um, and now I'm kicking myself in the butt that I didn't buy the whole box. Uh, <laughs> but then there was, a, I think it was like six bucks, maybe seven. And then there was another one below that, another one on the thing. You got it, John. And I think it had a tree on it, well, too. Well, there's a lot, There's a lot, dude. I mean, there's, there's seven or eight different. Well, whatever. We've had two cigars from yeah. them, and they're really good, so we should do a little investigation. Yeah. But um, so anyway, we're tell everybody where you went, because I, for Father's Day, me and J9, one of our favorite places is... Um, um, wow, I'm having a brain fart. Up there in Illinois. All Grafton. Then we went up to Grafton. And we stayed up there about two hours. And then we called. And of course, nothing's open on Monday and Tuesday anymore in this town. But Fleming's was. So we went to Mr. Fleming's and split a little steak and had a great time. And then came back out and hung out here. So that was kind of my father's day. And everything yeah. went great. All the kids talked to him. You know, happy dad's day. And, yeah, they're both fun. And you that. were down south, correct? Yeah, we were in uh, Potosi, uh, Twin Eagle Lakes. Um, Twin Eagle Lakes. Did it's actually eagles. Uh, yeah, there's eagles down there. And big oh, really? turtles. Like massive turtles. Big well, ass lamb turtles. You just spread your hands out like seven feet. Not this big. <laughs> no, you're like this like, big. Are you talking thing. snapping turtles? Look, they're bigger like than. Big as sea turtles? Or what are you talking about? Big turtles. They had like three of them. I just did go to Zoo Safari, which yeah. uh, that's another thing we can talk We're gonna about. We're going to talk about that, yeah. But I saw a lot of big, huge ass turtles there. They all looked like they were dead, of course, but. It's a zoo, so. I know they're alive because there's crap all over the. Pit or whatever the, the hell it was. Tigers out. Yeah, and I know they've been eaten because there was like somebody just dumps off a basket of like lettuce and carrots and shit. They were eating, eating it. <laughs> it's all all the unused vegetation from the burger shop by the train. <laughs> Eat the turtles. <laughs> I guess there. I guess I would not be a very good like journalist because it'd be like, okay, so we're at the zoo, we're visiting the turtles, and there's the big old. Shitload of lettuce and Hang carrots on. and Hang crap on. everywhere. <laughs> Cowboy gets an assignment to go somewhere. Yeah. He doesn't like it. This is the article. Man, that shit sucks. We just left there. Well, <laughs> well, I heard this thing on Sebastian because Sebastian and me are a lot alike. Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah. So he says, uh, he goes, who has the time to write a review? Who are these people that write these, like, two pages on a review? I'm just at a bar 
I look at my wife. I say, Ed, the salmon sucks. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and that's it. It was kind of like my visit to Brio today. Everything there sucked. Nobody knew what the hell they were doing. So I will not be back there again. And that's it. That's the review. So that's what I was kind of saying. The turtles, eh. They all look like they were dead, but I know they're not. They just kind of don't do a lot. But they're turtles. Maybe get up and eat once a day. Well, now down where I am in St. James, those little ones, Mm -hmm. you know the ones you collected, kept in a box, fed it for a couple days, and then you let it go again? Those little guys pump around the yard because they hear my tractor. They're humping. They don't want to get run over. Yeah. No. And what I mean by tractor is lawnmower. I don't yeah. even know why I call it a tractor, but it's, it's, it's bigger than a goddamn lawnmower. Well, anyway, I hope you don't mind me not partaking in the headphones. I feel great. You're fine. Because I can You're actually fine. hear myself. No, I know. This is yeah. just I can track. We're good. Well, I'm digging this. Cigar. Yeah, this guy This guy is good. It's cool. It's kind of like... um. Remember, uh, let me ask you, the Candela is just, it's more of a visual. I mean, there's no Candela in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you mean, might get a little burn on the wrapper a little bit. It's woven into the wrapper, yeah. right? I mean, there's, you know, it's kind of, without us unrolling these, and if we had more, I would, but I'm not wasting these. Now, had you smoked this before we smoked it? No. I smoked the S&Rs, but I didn't smoke this yet. But when you look at that, the way the um, the candela is woven in there, just because you see it showing doesn't mean that it's wrapper, right? It right. could be it could be a strand as thick as my my finger or two fingers, right? And yeah, it's just, just kind of like a, a a skin. Yeah. You know, they take a a big whatever the wrap the candela wrapper and they just slice it mm-hmm. and. Do you think they do that by hand, or that's probably done by machine? By hand. Because they're not uh, all perfect. Oh, they aren't? Okay. No, they're not all perfect. Because I was going to say, a lot oh. of it looks perfect to the eye. Um, that was weird. Well, regardless. Yeah, no, they... It's they, smoking they take great. The and they, they, rip, they, they cut them off and peel them off, and it's not... Yeah, that's why I said, like, when these are being rolled, not I guarantee if you put these cigars together, they're going to be very close. The, the pattern will be the same as far as the barber pulling, but maybe the width or the thickness is visual or visible uh, in that candela might be a little wider, a little more narrow, because the shape and the size aren't going to be the same all the time. Well, that's cool. Well, let's talk about this bourbon, because I... Yeah, what do you think? And I know I've had... If I haven't had this, I've had another one of hers. We had we had this one at a Super Bowl, and the constant theme for me is, if the, unless this is the same one, is there's a little peat in it, or it tastes like a little peaty. Thank you. There was a like a I'm gonna call it a click. I know that's not I mean, gonna I make any it. sense I mean, to anyone. Right away, there was a little peat in here. That's what I, I was trying to. Nail what and it's what on the tasting. nose too. When you stick your nose down there, it's peaty. So what do you in in bourbon, right? Like I we could I guess we could argue there's there's wheat in it, and sometimes wheat can present that way. We know that, but this may not be a bourbon because if it's going to be qualified as a bourbon, at least it has to have fifty one percent corn base. Right. Then you can do whatever you want. Then you can put a little peat in. Is it there a mask on that bottle? 
probably is. I, I honestly have no idea. I'm just curious. You, you give it a little lucky poo. But there's definitely some PD in there. And I'm not against it, but it's really light. I was talking to somebody the other day about scotch. So it's distilled and aged by Neely Family Distillery in Sparta, Kentucky, and bottled by Bluegrass Bottling in Stanford, Kentucky. Okay. 107.4 in the proof. Pin Barn, Kentucky, straight bourbon. But it's probably not giving you a breakdown. Nope. And that is... It's, it's got here, it says, the Hidden Barns of Kentucky painted black to hide the operations inside. Some it is an act of solidarity for the rest. Still stand as a reflection of a time when those whose passion for whiskey making would stop at nothing. That same passion drives us to make whiskey the hard way because we love the process. As much as the result, what may seem inefficient to most is a portrayal of a labor of love to us. We embrace the natural variances and settle for nothing less than quality, no matter the cost. So she called it a whiskey. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. It's not a bourbon. Which is fine, but I'm, I'm just, you know, I, right away I was like, huh. There's a little peaty in here, so yeah, maybe... I know, but no, thank you for that because that was... Um, I'm going to say click, right? You know when you have uh, like sour candies or if you're chewing gum, you get, and I know mucus isn't the word, but you kind of get that thick saliva in the yeah. back. It was clicking like that, and I couldn't put a taste to it. And then you say there's some pee, and it's like, boom. I was drinking uh, Auchentoshin at camp this weekend. Auchentoshin. The three wood. It's a scotch. It's very peated, but it's got three different barrel finishes, so it kind of tones it down, and it immediately it just clicked. It was like, oh, that's that taste. And before I forget this, because um, we're going to be here at least two, three hours, uh, there's a gift for you in the refrigerator, buddy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because you know how you always go to my refrigerator and you just kind of go, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you something in there. Uh, with a glass, you know, you probably know what it is. Mm. So I think what we're seeing in this little thing is grease. So uh, since we're, since you brought it up, we, so you see how beautiful all this is, right? Yes. One of the, I have never been to Greece. I've always wanted to go to Greece because I want to jump the white sand cliffs. There's obviously not the 400 meter tall ones, but there's portions in the, in the uh, Aegean Sea that rips around through there where you can jump from these cliffs into the water. Okay, so what what's the highest you've ever jumped? Uh, like free into the water? Yeah. Uh, probably 40-some feet. 45. So how does, like, a three-meter, like, I used to dive um, competitively with my sister through Shaw Park, um, and they have, they've got a three-meter. Nine feet. So it's, so it's nine feet a meter? Three feet a meter. Okay, well, this thing's up like three stories. So I know oh, it's that's way than... more than three meters. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. and I guess what I'm getting at, I've jumped off like the Stockton. I was talking to Calp the other day, and his dad like owned, literally lived on Stockton Lake. And I said, have you jumped off the bridge? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, we got to do that again. Jump off the bridge. I've jumped off some cliffs. But even that, I think that bridge is probably the tallest. I mean, let me tell you something. You kind of got to have your stuff together if you're going to jump 
off something to hit the water. Hey, you gotta have your feet together. You gotta have everything. You gotta know what the hell you're doing. It's always my my favorite. Your arm will come joke. back and hit you in the head, knock you out. My, right. My favorite joke that, that I've heard it in multiple scenarios, movies, and everything is everyone's like, "Hey, don't worry. We just gotta hit that nice soft water." Right. They're like, no. There's a reason when you hit water, you have to pierce it. You don't just land Keep on it. Keep your feet together, you know? cross your It's kind of like what the, um, what do they call those guys? The SEAL, uh, yeah. SEAL team? Yeah, like divers. And they do it with, do they do it with their fins on, don't they? That would be scary as shit. Sometimes. Because I mean, that fin comes up, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they do no, it, but, but it's a it's deal. I've, you know, I've jumped a lot of... Basically, what the way I've always done it. Now, when I know how deep the water is and I'm looking at the jump, that's different, right? But like, there's been times where at Table Rock and I'm seeing these bluffs and people are jumping, and I'm like, okay. So I put goggles on and swim down with your depth watch. Yeah, and, and get a no, meter. No, no, no. I swim <laughs> down. The yeah. problem is, if I swim down and I touch. The, the, the lake bed they ain't jumping from up there oh no I'm 6 feet tall that's 20 feet you know that, what that means to soften your blow coming down you need 30 feet of water to slow you down well <laughs> I, I think after you watch them jump off the same rock for like an hour and you know most of those down there they wouldn't be letting you do it if there was mm. people running in but I see I see these guys that get on waterfalls and you know, they're doing gainers and triple backflips. On oh, Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. And That's they're some crazy as shit. I'm hitting that. the water. I mean, I'm all about it. You know, I'm not like thrill-seeking trying to jump a 100-foot waterfall, but it's cool. You can get up to something and jump. But, no, I've never done anything like off a bridge. All mine have always been rock formation or bluff or something like that. Well, I had a buddy who lived in Stockton. We all went out there in his boat, climbed up there. Is that, I'm sorry, is that in Illinois? No, it's sorry. down in Missouri. It's in Missouri? Uh, oh, okay. Down by, um, a little past uh, Lebanon. Stockton oh, okay. Lake is okay. down in there. And Lebanon, speaking of Lebanon, one of the biggest cooperages, I think I said yep, that yep, right, yep. cooperages, uh, where they make staves. I think they make the staves there. I'm not quite positive they make the barrels. Staves. I think they're just staves. Staves. It's the independent staves. And then maybe it goes to Cuba. I think maybe Cuba has a cooperage, which why would they call it a cooperage? I don't know. Maybe I'll look into that too, because the cooperage is the um, actual barrel producing, I thought. But either way, in Lebanon, I think it's one of the largest stave um, manufacturers around. But anyway, that is where the Stockton Lake is. And all these guys were in the boat. And this is back out of college. I mean, way back. Like, oh, uh, who's the guy we're going to see down at the... Uh, Nico Moon. Nico Moon, like way back. You know, like way back. Anyway, each one of them got up there and stood on the side of the bridge. And back then, of course, we were all high. So all these so guys. I, I, I want to ask some questions while you're explaining this, just so yeah. I can see this. Is this a bridge over a river? A lake. A lake. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there is a set depth of water. And it's e easy, three, four stories tall, from the water to the bridge. I mean, yeah, it's four, so, 46, 48 feet. Oh, more than that. It's probably 
seven. Well, so what's a, what's a story? Is the story ten or twelve? Feet? Well, I figured a story would be at least maybe 12, 13 okay. feet. Yeah. So four or five of those. But anyway, so everybody goes, and then I look out of. I go be right there. Hold on, I because I'm a running back and weird. I go all the way to the other side. No cars are coming, and this bridge is a mile long. I start running, and then leap. So you can imagine them not knowing when I'm coming. Yeah. And then they're all down there in the boat. And then all of a sudden, whoa. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, it was a fun time. Did it once. Um, maybe do it again. But let me tell you something. As you get older, you know when you fall that far, you get that thing that hits you. Mm-hmm. You get it in roller coasters and all that. Well, that gets greater as you get older. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, God. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, uh, you know, so I'm sure you've been to you've been to Fugitive Beach in Rolla. I have, and okay. I've jumped off okay. that. So I've jumped all of those. That's a 20-footer right? or something Yeah, the like tallest that. one's 24 feet. Then they've got the, uh, tw- the slide that's two stories. And then they've got a little 10-footer. Which I got to say, I jumped, we did that, and I was a little, like, hesitant. But we had a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun when I was at the last time I was yeah. down there. Um, I actually had to... Split off that top jump real quickly. Like I'm sitting down there, you get up, and there's you know because everyone's swimming there to watch everyone land, and uh, this kid went to jump next to his friend and landed on his friend, right? And we're sitting there, and he, the, the guy that jumped comes up. Well, son of a bitch! People are like starting to swim away. Yeah, I'm like mother. Well, we jumped there. Typically, there's somebody the up there saying, "Hey, well, well, let let them clear." Yeah, yeah but but it, who knows? You know, but how out. was your? Um, go ahead and tell us about uh, Twin Eagles. Twin Lake. Eagles, yeah. So Twin Eagles is a um, big acreage. It's a lake in Potosi, and the, I guess the families that owned it put in all the RV hookups, and they've got a bar next to the general store that's got a stage. They had live music going. They got the lake, you can swim in the lake, you can fish in the lake, you can kayak in the lake. It's, it's, it's I mean, it's big, man. It's, it's probably, should I say 15 or 20 of yours? Just, it's big. I can't, I came close to coming down. I was going to call you. How far, how long did it take you to get down? It's an hour and 12 minutes with the kahuna attached. So for me, I could have probably been down there. 45 minutes. Oh, well, hell. Probably should have done that Saturday. You you totally could have. Um, it's just because that weight and the and like the road. So you go into Sullivan and you turn left. Literally to get to, to Twin Eagles, this is how you get there. Oh, down to Sullivan, yeah. turn left. You get on 44, you take the Sullivan exit, you turn left for 30 miles, then you take a left on Gun Club Road, and you're in Twin Eagles. That's the directions of Twin Eagles. Um, well, yeah, it was cool. I was thinking it was down 55. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you, uh, you probably no, can. Sorry, right. You can, yeah, you can. But or, it, no, not fifty-five. What's the other one? Um, well, there's fifty-five south. Like, you know, if we're headed down to Arnold. Yeah. What's the other one that goes that way though? There's another road. That one's forty. No, twenty-one. Telegraph. You can okay. take twenty-one all the way down. Okay, and then there's thirty-two, which goes oh yeah, the fuck out there too. Um, okay. Well, good to know. But yeah, it was it was cool. It was, it was fun, man. It was cool. Um. I'll show you pictures tonight because when we were in the Ozarks last week, it had a hair. I went down to 
every two weeks I try to go down and cut the grass. When we get down there on a Monday, you know, work half the day, then you head down there to cut the grass. It didn't need it. So we went on to the lake. So we went to a little place on the other side of the toll bridge and they have a total RV park, restaurant. Um, it just was really cool. Maybe a future deal down there. I thought it was really neat. And they're expanding, but it was really super cool. And I found a new, um, I scoured the lake looking for cigar places. Did not find it, but I did find a really fantastic liquor store called Lake Liquors. That's original. But it's on the other side, and he really has a nice collection of bourbon. Whiskey, vodka, you know, nice. all the good yeah. good things. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was a good weekend. Um, looks like everybody had good Father's Day stuff, which is cool. Um, yeah, because all of our guys on our thread, from the Frenchman from the north to the Mad Russian to Sheldon is out in Chi-Town. Yeah. And he's in, he went to White Sands in Indiana or something yeah. like that? Yeah. And then you got Mark, which I didn't know. I we He just, took off back to Colorado. He said, hey, I guess he just picked up the kids and said, let's go to Colorado. Yeah. I'm assuming he's coming back tomorrow or something. Because he's got a little cigar thing going on at his house Wednesday, unless he canceled it. But Yeah. Um, and then Curtis today was chitter-chatty, picked up a Chevy truck. Looks good, too. That he's going to redo what, or something. What year do you think that is? Oh, man, that's an oldie. I have no idea. It's that really cool low-body, wide-wheel box frame. That is pretty sweet. So yeah. speaking of, um, we were and talking about Julian. Stolen Throne before we started. Yeah. This just popped up. They're releasing the Yorktown fleet at PCA this year. And they're still from, bumping. Stolen Throne. Uh, uh, yeah, they're still they're still bumping. Well, they're losing money on me because every time I go to get yeah. some, they're gone. Now, uh, I haven't gotten of, online. I always try to buy local if I can. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, we were talking Tatawai uh, before this, too. Um, you know, we talk every year about price increases. They come through, and, and Tatawai has always been pretty much consistent, right? You know, it's going to be a couple cents here and there based on inflation, right? Yeah. yeah inflation or whatever. Um, all the Miami-made cigars are getting a price release, or price increase, sorry, starting in July. So all of your Selection 8 Guys doors, brown label stuff, um, Cabot One. I some bought of some of those today, and Not they are getting much. up um, He said you could expect about a dollar per cigar is what you're looking at. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much what you're looking at is all of Selection 8 Guys doors, so brown label, and it's variants and everything like that. Um, and the Cojono stuff, which still brown label. The Miami Siri P. Um, you know. But I saw a hat today by Crownhead. Yeah, it releases in the hardware store tomorrow. Well, he had that black and gray one, that Crownhead's. Did you see the white one? I just looked the other day, and that was the only one they had oh, on there. So, you know, 
my the one I don't wear very often, but my black Calavera hat that's got the the Muerte dancing. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a white one that releases tomorrow. Wow. It goes in the hardware store. So I've got it in my phone. I'm going to wake up and buy two of them. Okay, so let me show you this. Well, keep talking. because Yeah, here, I'm going to show you this, too, while we're doing this. Um, look, he's going to put the video camera on it. Oh, that's how that crowd heads yeah, warehouse. the warehouse. But he's going to hit the hats right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they hit the hardware store tomorrow. So I'm going to get on that. Uh, but excited for that. I'm really, really, really... We should have... Um, Cal I think Calavera's shipped. Really? Or is shipping, I'd say. Should at least here shortly. Well, it's funny because I'm ordering these Juarez today and they three hats pop up. Right. One of which I have, um, which is the Juarez hat that's kind of like Red Bull. And then yeah, another the, hat is... The infamous Red Bull hat. Right. Then there's one that's black. It's a Porsche. And it has Juarez on it. It's a black hat. I've seen the red. I've got the red Ferrari one. I have the red Ferrari yeah. one, but this is a black Ferrari one. Oh, cool. And there's another hat I've never seen before. And of course, they're sold out, um, which is always annoying. Um, That's one of the coolest things. I know we've we've joked about it. I remember I told you that conversation I had with uh, John Huber when we were talking. Have you ever about seen that one? No. Exactly. I knew it when he saw it because I was like, "Oh, I don't think Mark's ever seen this one." Is it for sold out? Wow. I'm. Wow. I know. I, man, I love that. Mm-hmm. Sold out. Damn, that's super cool. I know. It's it's one of the it's things. It's very that, unique. It's like a handmade one. And then there's the Porsche Juarez. Oh, I've I've seen that one. Well, I've I'm gonna call. One. I'm gonna text John friendly, and just say and and probably there's nothing because it's like he doesn't like hold hats back. So I no way I'm gonna find one, but I do really like that one because we, I could. Or, that one's very unusual. Yeah, see, but what's very unusual about that? Um, a lot of the crown heads guys that are hat collectors and stuff. We, we I see on Instagram. I talk to. I've met them. Like I've never. When I say I've never seen that hat, I've, that's the first time I'm seeing that hat. You know what I yeah. mean? Like not even in someone's crown heads hat collection. Will roll. It's a, a crown hats. Will roll. Yeah. Snapback will trucker roll. That's, hat. That's their. That's John's thing. Yeah, and that's super cool. But let me just tell you guys something. If you like, and I'm a hat guy. You know, I don't wear them a lot, but I, I like having them and supporting the, the hat thing. 
but I always wear them from time to time. Will you uh? That one is. Should I try something else? Um, that one is really unique. Well, here's another one we can try. We haven't had it in a long time. It's that Ingram. We're here. Finish um, what you're saying about the hats. Oh, remember that story? Remember when um, I think it's when the Juarez hat released. When you got the. Did I get you or did you buy that, the Juarez Red Bull one? Um, you know what? No, no, I gave you the Gucci one. You gave me the black Gucci one. I gave but you I the... think I got that, to be quite honest with you, I think I got that at um, at Grand Cru. Just got lucky oh, and they that, had one yeah, or two there. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But I remember after we got that, you were like, man, I wonder where he gets his hats done. So I had text John, we were sitting there. And um, I was like, hey, brother, how you doing? He goes, good. You know, I was like, hey, man, I'm just kind of curious, dude. Like, your hats are always awesome. Like, who does your hats? And the way he responded like, was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? No, I do my hats. I, I'm like, no, no, I didn't mean that. I meant, like, who, who manufactures them? the hat? I'm not your design. Because we have hats, but we don't have hats like you have hats. Yeah. And then I remember he, he did a... I mean, John you got Newbert. a guy in the back room on a sewing machine making these no, hats or whatever. No, dude, he he did a live. It's probably a couple years ago. Damn, that was a couple years ago now. Um, but he, I think he was on. I think Pete was on. John's on. I think some other people on Instagram live, and they were talking about hats. And I remember I pointed out when we did the podcast at Crown Heads that folder that was on his desk. Yeah, he's got this Manila folder that's every bit of like five inches thick. That is hat designs that have not been produced. Like he just he draws up these designs and they roll when they roll. Man, it's wild, man. Well, I like it. And I saw those white ones. There ain't no way we don't have those. I'm excited I'm about those that. In the morning, it's in my calendar to buy them. I'm telling you, I like this cigar. I did make a little joke. I was like, you know, as as Super Bowl champion Chiefs fans, I guess it's only right that we smoke the Bengals. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what's fun uh, about John is, is I've been down there now, and I got to spend some time with him one time, and then the other time, there was a COVID issue coming back from, um, was it the PCA? Or yeah, what? that's when we did the podcast. So we were at his place and, you know, you know nothing you could do about it. Um, and we did a podcast down there, but um, he responded in an email. I said, thanks for everything, man. It was really great. And he goes, yeah, maybe we should do a hat, you know, for St. Louis. And I'm like, are you talking like, you know the cardinal nation i said it could be crown head nation and do it in the cardinal like colors and whatever mm -hmm. and by the way have you noticed the hat he's wearing on his website right now it looks exactly like our craft imperial black originals yeah but he's been doing he's that had that forever old english like english yeah old just old style. english, yeah. english yeah. style well but that's I, like on that hat you just showed me the crown is in that that yeah, Vic, not Vic that English, old, right? it's old. English? It's an old English font. Yeah, and it looks great. Uh, and he does. He's done a lot of stuff with that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it did look like ours. And you know how, how 
maybe that's how where I got it from. I don't know, but I've been using Old English on a lot of my fonts for a long time. But anyway, well, so real quick, I want you to tell me about that bottle. Yeah. Hey guys, FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Crafting Boodle, and don't forget that as listeners, you guys receive a fifteen percent discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code Craft Boodle fifteen. Once again, Craft Boodle fifteen. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands, so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening, and thanks for so. We've had this on the podcast, uh, it may have been a year ago or whatever, but when I did go down to see John at Crown Heads, um, well, you were down there with me. I think I stayed, you guys left early in the morning. I stayed, you know, maybe six more hours. Yeah, you, and you, I went you, over you to went Smoker's, Smoker's yeah. Abbey, and he had some new stuff, and I was asking him about it. Anyway, this particular bourbon is called O.H. Ingram. River Age flagship straight bourbon whiskey, hundred proof, and it's the story about um, mellowed on the Mississippi. We've talked about this before, you know, especially with Jefferson, how they have all these barrels out at Ocean, whatever. Yeah, and then Whistle Pig did the um, what, yeah r- rally. They put it in the semi truck and drove it across the country. Yeah, twice. which is totally cool. I dig it. This is saying on the water, no matter the size of the fleet, there's only one flagship. And this title is reserved for the vessel, one of the, that outshines the rest. Uh, The same is true with this bottle. Aged on the river and chosen for its extraordinary character. This is limited release bourbon um, of one of our finest spirits. And it, it got like Ohio River, I guess they took this trip from like Wick Life from Paducah and just did a river trip, whatever. Distilled, but the thing of it is, um, distilled and aged bank, the banks of Kentucky bottles. Yeah. Well, it does look like, I, I was for some reason thinking this was MGP, but distilled, aged, distilled and aged on the river of course bottled brown water spirits owensboro kentucky so i was kind of under the impression this might be mgp but no i think this is theirs and i've always really kind of liked it i thought it was a fantastic bottle the story well, the, is super cool the bottle is dope it's yeah. definitely a like a balvini scotch bottle which is one of the coolest bottle shapes that, that i've seen i like it so all right well well, cheers. That well, I'm going to pour. I just finished um, some more of that PDF Mignon. Um, yeah, cheers. It's a good cigar, dude. Cheers. And, by the way, we are drinking and cheersing out of my sister, which I don't think I've ever mentioned her on my podcast. Um, she came over for a little pool party one afternoon. Dude, these are like female Jack Skellington. Yeah, these are, she gave me like four of these really nice, um, they're like small little rock glasses. I've got uh, Boogie Boogie. Glass, and you've got the girl, I think, right? Oh uh, yeah, this, um, the one that's all laced up. Yeah, uh, wow. 
I promise I'm such a and your, big your wife was yeah, her for Halloween. I was gonna say, yeah. We were yeah. But was, anyway, these are just super uh, nice little rock glasses. My favorite glass, dude. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean either. Oh, these Oogie. are great. These are um it's gonna sound so dumb, but they're sturdy glasses. They're not it's not thin glass, you know. And after the podcast I'll take you in for Father's Day, Janine got me a line of glasses from Cooper Hawk. Like Cooper's Hawk? Yeah, Cooper's Hawk out here at 141. Yeah. We were in there, and we always go in there and get a couple drinks, and we love those um, chicken. I told you my thing with them, right? When I had messed up with the wine member thing. Oh. So we had, we had gone there um, for the squirt and German and, and Whitney would, when they were pregnant with Archer. And they were they were letting us and that's go, right? Three, three years ago. Four years ago now, right? Now she's pregnant again. Yes. With Happy for them. That's gonna be awesome. Man, you know. They're building quite a family. Um, a little army, dude. Right. And um we go in there and like, yo, Sheldon's like, dude, the wine program's great, you get two bottles a month. Like I was like, it's like twenty dollars a month. I was like, cool. Well, I didn't go back to Cooper Sock for almost eighteen months. And I called and I was like, hey, we need to cancel this. We haven't been in there. Like, okay, would you like to come pick up your bottles? I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. We get there and there's six cases of wine. Holy shit. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to pick what I want and you guys can have this. They're like, sir, we can't do that. I'm like, well, you better give it to somebody because I'm not taking all this wine. Hello. Bourbon Cowboy. <laughs> we got some cases of wine out here. And it was insane. Like I'm still at home. There's still like five, six bottles of this wine. I don't even know what it is. It turned It turned into the... Uh, I'm still waiting for my case of liquid death. I had to buy six more of these. Yeah, but I know. We have to figure the forget. can colors out. The what? The can colors. Remember, I've got the black cans. Oh, I thought you had the green. No. You what said the you black? liked the green. They're like carbonated water well whatever i now he's got all of they've gotten a, a new arnold palmer you know it's like a tea mm-hmm. with like vitamin water and all this shit in it and i like them all i mean to be honest with you i like them i just never thought i'd be paying two dollars for water water yeah. right well it, it, it at least they're doing something more than just like spring fed or whatever yeah. the hell we're paying. well you know you know i'm not one of these guys like dj could just he'll just drink club soda right i don't like that i'm not really fond of you don't carbonated want carbonated water. water yeah but then bill at bootleggers has those lagunitas hop water which i like those too i'll just drink them like just drink them like a four pack of them like it's nothing Damn. They're just good. So here's the latest idea for the Agua Farm here. I'm going to put in a dryer behind the door and an ice machine with some shelves. Maybe I need to put a little water cooler in there for all our specialties. A dryer? A dryer for like... We've got like 15, 20 people out here who's got wet suits and they're wanting to hang towels all over. Like, no, just go in there and just throw them all in the dryer for like 20 minutes let's dry them pull them all up everybody take their stuff there home. You go. all good there you go swimsuits whatever you need a little kid wet throw him in there no problem put on double he's dry he's gonna alone. be a little dented but maybe we'll give him two tumbles and then we'll get him out he'll be all dry 
Six and under express and drive. Here's the other fun thing is my son it was Father's Day, so we're talking about our sons a little bit. Anyway, he took his little kid, Ezra, who's probably a year, coming right out a year and a half, takes him to Disney World down in Orlando, gets his first haircut. I mean the kid's hair's been getting freaking long. Anyway, it's just really cool because he, the kid's never going to remember it, but the parents are going to love it. Yeah. The pictures are amazing. I'll show you. Anyway, at the end of the haircut, he gets his official Walt Disney ears. Walt Disney ears, you know? The little cap with the big ears and shit. Anyway, I just thought that was freaking funny as hell. But forever, they're going to remember that. And I was thinking, you know, maybe we should have a little something around here. Some sort of keepsake, you know, when you come to the... It's called the Agua Farm, but I don't know. I like poolside, too. Because if we do Craft Imperial poolside, if we... I would like to have some Craft Imperial poolside bourbon events. We call it poolside Craft Imperial bourbon events. We can film them and do for our um, patron... Yeah. And, and they can see a, a little bit about the backstory about the poolside. And um, and maybe just get some one-man or two-man bands from time to time that we can film. And maybe maybe when we do a YouTube from time to time this summer, it'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. But I'm not saying we're going to do Mickey Mouse things, but... I, like, I was really waiting on you maybe to a cool finish that part. Something. Yeah, it's like, so you went from Mickey Mouse ears to... Dude, we should have something. So, so we're going to have fun tonight. I'm all about it. You like, know? what if we get like a Guy Fieri visor, but with like cigars hanging out of it? Our, you know, cigar holders in the side of our hat. You can just reach up and grab a cigar right out the side of your hat. Just little, like, you know, like holsters. Little yeah, cigars in the sides like, of your hat. Yeah. I'm like, listen, man, this is the new Las Caveras hat. You know, you got. You know, this year, we got last year, we're smoking both years in the new Las Camaras hat. We got ulcers. I don't know. Just an idea. But, right. let's get back to it. Yeah. I cigar. like this cigar. This is a... And this is black label. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had anything that I don't like from them. You know, that's fair. I... It's now, one of those granted, I've only had three. You got on and got some like special little deal or something yeah. you got like a hand woven crusader black thing with a cutter and a what is that tumbler that black tumbler thing yeah the yay um no it's really it's really good what's curious about this is it's like we were talking about the candela in it that's primarily just aesthetics you know what well, what is the build in this do you know no idea I have no idea. Well, I wouldn't say it's bold. I say it's not overwhelmingly it's not, it's strong. Not like some of our cigars, a lot of smoke, a lot of boldness. This is just like a little spicy. Um, it's spicy, but it's not like bold. It's like probably on the end of a mild, but really kind of spicy, and it's got a lot of flavor to it. And it's yeah. enjoyable. The smoke's great. It keeps going. Even though it doesn't look like it's lit. I mean, 
we're sitting out here on the back side of my little overhang so it gets a little dark we got a fire going here but when i look at it like some of it has that ring that you know it's going but every time i hit it it's perfect oh yeah like you don't i see what you're like saying. i'm hitting it this right now and there's no oh there's one little ember right but, but this doesn't still this doesn't perfect. hold that cherry like no. a lot of cigars and what is know. this size called this is a corona okay i'm telling you man i like this size this is like i've told you this before with the little monsters from um you know tatuaje the skinny monster is a bit too skinny for me but then there's the Caladeras. The Cazadores. Cazadores. The Cazadores. Come on, you guys been with me long enough. You know, <laughs> you just get the way I do shit. But I like so, that size better. Let me teach you guys something real quick, and then you can yeah. continue. So when it comes to not all cigar names, but there's this um, unbreakable bond between the cowboy and the Viking. He throws a word out fully committed it's almost like voice texting oh my god right isn't it just like i am just like voice texting i'll be your siri right what's up and you correct me (laughs) because i know what i like and i think what i like is um i think it's spot on but oh yeah i do like this size i can't believe this is a corona yep but i do like this size and, and again, it's one but of those But you things. agreed with me on the Skinny Monsters that you like the little bigger size better. I like better the Cazadores better. <laughs> and and speak- what's crazy about it is it's they're maybe a half inch smaller, I think, in length from the Skinny Monsters. And they're two millimeters thicker. But I've said this for as long as you've known me, anyone that's talked to me about Skinny Monsters, they're awesome. But they're rolled to such perfection. Dude, I've I've cut skinny monsters. I've cut Lanceros that you just take too much. The, the, the smallest infraction when removing that cap, it, it's over, man. There's no fixing it. And here is the one thing that you've taught me that I will forever know now is it's not the size that matters. And I know that matters in a lot of different you know, yeah, we ain't talking about dicks here. Well, we're no we, right. about pouring whatever, like, but I'm just saying, like the Juarez, you know, I love it, mm-hmm. but them shotguns are bad to the fucking bone. And that's still one to, to joke about. I'm Blows, the- I had one the other day. I went down to Grand Crew Saturday. I was it, and I had one, and I'm like, oh my, it was absolute fucking perfection. Yeah, so I was at Lit. And it came in, and you know, we had smoked Willie Lee in Juarez. I've always been a Juarez Willie That's Lee guy. That's a Jack Brown. Am I thinking right? A Jack Brown? The Buckshots, or whatever they call them? They're called the Buckshots. Okay, but I think it's called Jack Brown, because I just ordered them. And it's oh, oh, the nickname. Yeah, Oh, Jack maybe, Brown. maybe. I'm sorry. The wi- I was going to say Jackie Brown, because then I get all the Tarantino thing, but I think it's just Jack Brown. Willie Lee in Crown Heads is the... I guess you could call it the double Robusto size. Like, right. there's a Willie Lee and J.D. Howard. There's a Willie Lee and Warren. But they're just size Willie. differences. Yeah, that's, it's nicknames on size. But even though it's the same blend, they smoke different. Yes. Well, that's what was funny about that cigar is we had smoked plenty of Willie Lee. We had smoked Warriors. I remember when you smoked your first Warriors, I, I we did it together. 
the whole story behind Juarez is fascinating. I love it. But then these, I think it's in buckshots or, or I think that's the size of it. The little, they're four and a half. Yeah, 50s. but they're little buckshots. Yeah. And I remember when they, I was, I was at lit. We were getting inventory in, and we're looking at them and smoked one, and I was like, eh. Send them to you. I'm like, I don't think you're really gonna like these. I think they will at least still the goal. I was never more far off base when it came to cigars than that with you. That I, I'm telling you, I think if you had, personally, with how much you love that cigar, if you had had to do a top ten must have, I guarantee that Warriors is in there. It is, and then there it would be hard for me to pick out like Tatuaje, like. My favorite. I mean, right now I'm kind of on the pork loin. Yeah, we have. And you'll know the beautiful sucks, name of it. Say it. Say the beautiful what? name of the pork loin. Oh, the uh, Tomo de Cedro. Tomo de Cedro. God, if I could just do shit uh, like that. But Tomo but de Cedro. But, but it's the sucks, pork loin. Right? So it's pork loin in, in Spanish. I don't know. I that. think it is. It I think be. it is. But it's this because I read a little bit about. Oh, okay. It. I don't. I don't know that. Um, my thing with, with Tatuaje is like I'm so comfortable when I say this They're like what is If you could have one Tatuaje cigar I'm like well there's a loophole there Because I fucking love Selection A Cazadores Brown label Which one? I did Well too. I didn't tell you which one Because oh Escalzo is a brown label uh, Cajonus yes. are brown labels Tanos I The Tanos that today. we got I told you we were at um, I bought some Torpedoes shit, What's the name of that, that place? Uh, that's my Okay, so you got brown label torpedoes. I bought yes, today. That is hands down, like to this day now. Everyone laughs at me when I go to Vegas. When I go to Vegas, I don't buy crazy expensive shit, right? I go to Casa de Monte Cristo and Caesar, and they always have boxes twenty five count brown label Unicos. That is the brown label torpedo. And it's the cheapest damn place I've ever found a cigar. Is it? Well, I think I bought them Vegas. today, and they were twelve. What were they out there? Uh, so I get a box of twenty-five. This is it included this year when oh, I was there. Okay. When I was there for the uh, Chiefs Raiders game, I bought the box for two hundred eighty-nine dollars. So twenty-five cigars. Or I think it's. I think it's twenty-six, seven. It's a weird number. Um, but they're my hands down favorite. I can say it, but there's like a loophole in that. You know what I mean? It's like, I like brown label. Which yeah. one? Well, you didn't ask me that, <laughs> you know? Uh, but then, then there's things like that, right? Like the, the, the pork line, the butcher's cut, right? That's the new one, the butcher's cut. The big name. That's not around, that's not around forever. That's. And then we still got to figure out the one that you got from Fox down I in Arizona. I emailed John and Alyssa down there because... You said you'd get me a box of 10 of those for 100 bucks. Yeah, I, I got to find out what the fuck they were. Well, I thought they had the red Florida leaves mm -hmm. around it. I thought there was a little green in there. Now, maybe I was wrong. But then the one but I, I have think is you the gave Siri me two of them. Sumatra, and I thought that... I thought that was it, but that's not it. I don't know. I don't know. But... Right now, I am going to, I'm going to splurge because I'm going to, next week, I'm going to get another butcher cut, another one. All right. Are you going all that on your end or am I in on Oh, you're in on it. Yeah, you're All right, cool. I figured, I figured with those, I kind of defaulted. Like, if I just buy one, we'll split them in half. I don't really care. Hell yeah. Um, because, it, like you said, I, you know, 
smoke, we're both smoking a lot more of our own stuff consistently now, right? But we're also still maintaining our tobacconist profile, right? Like, when we're doing the podcast, we got to smoke other stuff. You know, we can't... If we just sat around and smoked Craft and Pure all day, this would get real boring real quick. You know what I mean? And that's not, we're not shit-talking our product, but if, ever, if there's never anything new, you're not surprised or disappointed by something... What's the attraction to the cigar content? I I totally agree, and you really uh, pushed the envelope with me on that too, because you know there was a handful of cigars that I really liked, and uh, my expansion on cigars has been huge. Well, and we joke because um, that went that went two ways, man. Like I, when we met years ago, you were a Asylum Premium 660 smoker. Not that you didn't smoke others. And cigars. not that I wouldn't smoke others, but at the time, that's where the big flavor and the spiciness and the shit that I liked was coming. 100%. And that was like six, seven years ago. Yeah. Now, we're talking about gun, you know, and I don't even know what, they're probably, what, three inch 52s or 54s the and they got more yeah. flavor than you can believe and and like our reefer so it size doesn't really matter it especially if you're a guy who likes big bold flavors spiciness and there's a lot to talk about there but yeah, yeah. um it has totally changed and even john i was at john's pipe shop and i don't know the gentleman who helped me today but i was even telling him he goes my guy he goes, it's just, this is a guy who's in a tinderbox every day. And he's like, I know what you're talking about because I was asking him some things. But he goes, there's so much shit out there that's good now compared to seven years ago. And it's the same thing with bourbon. I love that. Okay, so let's, yeah. let's unpack that a little bit. Let's do cigars first and then let's talk bourbon too, okay? So we've had this conversation loosely before but let's just talk about cigars for a minute right how many times have we discussed um you know when you go into any humidor staples are going to be there right if you walk into a brick and mortar store it's almost certain that you're going to see names like fuente well all general cigar stuff is going to be right general everything Perdomo, well, Rocky, Acid, Macanudo, Fuente, yeah. Batron, all that shit's okay. gonna be in. So there. give, give if you have a, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Matter, and I'm not saying I don't like those cigars. So give thirty percent of any humidor to those big package brands, right? At least, at least, right? Maybe sixty or seventy so percent. Okay, okay. So here, let's make it easier this way. Fifty, half of the humidor are the big package name brands. Yep. Okay. Now, what do you do with the other half? Because you could have, you've got your pick of, yeah, I'm gonna count thousands of different companies that you could put on your shelves. I think that's all a matter at that point of your demographic and the guys that you've got come in that are buying from you. But you know, I'm thinking like smoker friendly. How are they promoting architect? And I'm only saying architect because yeah, I, I think that's as close as we can come to it. It's arch-e-type or yeah. architect or I think archetype. It's I think it's archetype. Arch- archetype. Yeah, because it's not like architect. Um, what's the Penelope? That's architect. Oh, architect. architect. Yeah, sorry, right, Penelope. sorry. But anyway, yeah. 
it's right there. How did they come up with picking that and give it a go? Um, do they have like a promotion where they have well, like, hey, guys come in for a Saturday, we're gonna be having some new lines here, come in and try them. And how do you get a line like archetype going in Sullivan? That's interesting to me. Well, see, it's really, in that scenario, it's really funny because I'm sure every state's got a town, like how we're discussing its location, what's there, where it's at, you know, but yes, what you just said does happen, especially in a location like a smoker friendly, right? It's not the brick and mortar lounge, but it's not a gas station. You know what I mean? It's one of those smoke shop quick stops. I'm telling you, right? gas stations may be the biggest thing going as far as picking up shit. I never figured gas stations would have some of the biggest collections of um, unicorns or allocated bourbon now, and I'm seeing it all over the place. Dude, we talked about that last podcast. It, uh, it's insane. I, you remember you were telling about the gas station oh, by McDonald's yeah. there You want me to Clarkson? tell you my, my biggest wolf I've made in a long time? Saturday, we're headed to pick up the Big Kahuna. We're going to the campsite, right? I rip into Sam's Market. There's a Blood Oath Pack 9 sitting on the shelf. I go, hey. At the gas station, right, when you go down to Pacific? I'm 100, yep, right there. I say, uh, how much? And he goes, 389. I was like, Dope. I'll be back here about 11.30 tomorrow morning. I'm going to pick it up. Because if I buy it now, I'm just going to drink it tonight. I don't want to do that. I pull in. I hold the door for a guy coming out. I walk up. Same kid at the register. And he looks at me like I scared him. He's just ghost in the face. Because he just sold it. And I was like, oh, hey, did you pull it down for me? He goes, the guy you held the door for just bought it. I'm like, You're like oh, bro. my God. I mean, I can't give... It's not like we had arranged something, right? But I'm like, no of course. Of course. You know what I mean? Well, Matt, um, don't we have a little connection on Lux We do. Row? We have we have coming in. So we should probably... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so let me just tell you something that I've really... Ever since you bought that... Um, and here's another Hodge gig, a cowboy. The bow and whatever with the key. Blade and bow. Blade and bow. That shit's everywhere right now, man. Yeah, and I've it seen sucked. that in 10 different hey, liquor stores. And right it sucked. Here. $37. We had it. It sucked. Well, that one I bought like four years ago. Oh. I even had one of the new ones. I thought you bought I one. I bought one from Vince. But you haven't had it. It's yet. not open yet. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what yours is like because that's everywhere. I've been to four places, 18-year Elijah Craig. I've seen three places. They've got three or four Dude, of them. You know, you know what? $300 a bottle. You know what I'm seeing more and more now? And No, I can't even say that because remember when I was in Kentucky, what, in 21? And I was sending you all the pictures of Parker's Heritage, right? I'd had, I'd had a, you have one or you had one. Yeah, and so does Vince. No, and I've got that one. I the have one that he's got. Yeah. That's, it's a yeah. ten-year. What I have, yeah. I, I got one. But my point is, like, I'm seeing Parker's Heritage everywhere now, and I don't know if it's one of those things. You know, you know, like and how when, pricey are they? Well, it depends At on which one it is. Well, which one it is. Well, because the so only like, one I've ever bought is I bought from you that I had one time down at your place down there. Yeah. That you were working, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And I I paid a little bit well, for it. So. 
I have. Remember when I was at that, I think it's called the Sidebar in Louisville. That was when the Four Roses incident happened. Yeah. Um, they had five of them. And it was, there was like a malt, a wheat. There's one that I, I, I can look up the message, I guess. I sent you a picture of it. And you were like, oh boy, yeah, do it. So I, I had it. But then like this, the newest stuff now is like they're doing these big age statements. Like 10, 12 year malted and things like that. But then I've, dude, I've not seen Parker's Heritage much of anywhere. That's very hard to come that's by. That's the one right you're talking that's, about. That's the best right there. Yeah. That's like stranded on an island money right there. Um, well, I will say this too. I've got a little place, a little hunting hole that had 15 year Knob Creek. Bottoms well, haven't had that. Well, the only time I ever had it was it's down with Steve. Yeah. Down at Stovall's. And I was like, holy crap, man, that is really good. He's got 15 down there? He had. Ah, okay. And me and him drank it. And I saw it today, but it's 180 bucks. And I was like, okay, well, they have a couple of them. And um, at your little gas station on Clarkson, toasted um, Elijah Craig, $200. And that's crazy because I bought that bottle I got you. E.H. Taylor small batch. Oh yeah, thirty-five dollars. Yes, but Which I bought blew my at my little honey mind. hole, eighty bucks for a toasted mm. um, Elijah Craig. And I think that game. Elijah Craig toasted barrel is freaking very. Trying to tell good. you if they if they have any more of that when you go back, just go ahead and snag me one. Okay, and just let me know. Yep, absolutely. Um, Oh shit, I screwed my chair I'll up. be up there tomorrow or Wednesday. Alright, yeah, let me know. Um But yeah, you know it's you come back to the lounge and you you think about and I'll tell you firsthand, I will tell you this. It is so difficult when you you know, it's so hard when you work in a lounge. Um even if you're just an employee that's involved in tasting or you know, I've never owned one, right? But I've been in intimate, this sounds weird when you say it this way, but the, the intimate moments when you're tasting on a product with an owner and you're having that, you're having that conversation where it's like, hey, this is still a business, but I really like this product, you know? And if the world was a perfect place, you could just go to said company and be like, hey, I need two boxes of this size because, you know, I want those. Then the owner's like, I need two of these because I want those. And then I need three of these because I know some guys that'll buy them. It doesn't work that way, you know? Like, and, the, and you have to feel for the companies, right? The companies just let you order at random what you wanted. You're not going to get shelf talking. You're not going to get show display. You're not going to get anything like that. So it's hard. But I'll tell you firsthand, and anybody out there, go into your brick and mortar. Talk to the manager or the tobacconist or the owner, if you know him, be like, how many times have you sat down with a rep or have you had cigars that you smoked and you're like, damn, you want to keep the samples to yourself because they're just good. And But when you look at what it is, maybe it's cost. Maybe it's, uh, you know, you're going to know your customers. Maybe it's bland packaging. You know, maybe it's it just you've got so much like it, but you know this one is better. You've got to make that decision. Like... Am I gonna 
make money on this product and people are going to enjoy it? Or am I going to have to have my staff or my tobacconist take concentration away from what we know generates money for us to force people to the cigar? And then you have to look at that in your own right, right? If you walk into a humidor and the moment you walk in, the individual that's helping you or guiding you through a humidor is forcing you in one direction, You've been with me. I've been with you. We've done it. Like, oh, man, we're good. Like, just I'm going to look around, you know, like, hey, calm down. You know, you can alienate that way. It can get a little weird, um, but it's it's hard. You know, when you come back to thinking, how do you fill those shelves, you know, and then you have that there's this weird, not disease. That's not the right word. This weird. It's called I call it the, the event sale in, in cigar lounges, right? You have companies that sit on shelves and they just sell themselves, okay? Like we said, go to those big package brands, those big names that we know. Then you have cigars that they do okay, but then you have an event. And in that one night, that cigar sells more than it ever has in the year you've had it. Well, it's just like our cigar, just getting somebody to get an opportunity to try it. Um, and I was going to bring up to you is I was in Dogtown Saturday and um, uh, by the way I, well I haven't even got on Zufari yet and the whole uh, yeah we got to do that but. deal and talking to you because I went to Stone Turtle and yeah, talked we'll to do Nick that off this, off this. Um, but I went to another club up there called the Arena Club I know you've never been yeah, there but the Arena Club sits on a hill right where guess what the arena the checker dome that they imploded and they sit on a hill just outside of Dogtown. and i went in there and i've been going there for a long long time i've always loved this place to this place yeah they've got a great outdoor patio wrap around whatever and this isn't the place that we went to you've never with the been russian there. no no you've never been there it's the arena club it's like down the street from the old Jack in the Box off at Hampton. Hampton. Yeah. Anyway, I came out there. He says, hey, I'll just have, uh, you know, my Teals a Club, the Bourbon Cowboy. I sat there, lit up a cigar. Uh, another guy, gentleman, came over, lit up a cigar. And what was really weird is I went to Hill Cigar Company and got a couple of Asylums, you know, my old 660s. Yeah. And um, I lit up a, a asylum, and I went over and I said, "Hey, I I know, so I hope I'm not intruding, but you're smoking a cigar, I am." And we started talking, and um, he was smoking an asylum, not my premium Nicaraguan, but he was on one of the others. And um, we got into a conversation. I think that place would be absolutely phenomenal because I told him what we do. Right. I gave him a three-pack of our stuff. He knew Sip and Smoke, Montres. He knew all our guys. Right. And he was like, bro, if you want to have a, a, a event here, I'll bring at least 20 guys. And I'm like, cool. So I he told me the name of the owner. We're going to try to get that going. But the nice thing about him, he was kind of a Scotch guy. We had Scotch conversations that I knew about through you, yeah. McAllen and Bourbon and he travels, and he was telling me about places. Anyway, I'm only bringing that up on the, the show because I think that might be a really fun um, 
where we have a little bourbon cigar event. Uh, I think that would be I'm going to show you something. Arena Club. Real quick. Speaking of, okay, so Asylum just released this Sensorium. Okay. Wow. Bill at Bootlegger sent their $65 a cigar. No. Um, and it made me. Does it come with a girl? No. I mean, because no. I am not spending $65 on a cigar. Yeah, if you're spending $65 on a girl, maybe not that girl. Well, what I'm saying yeah. is. No it's offense, like $65 ladies. Sixty-five dollars for ladies. a cigar from a If you're spending sixty-five dollars on a man, maybe not that man. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, but uh, no, I mean, uh, what was it? Oh, I lost my train of thought there. Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, either way, it was just funny that we were both smoking Asylum. We made a connection, and it all went really well. And the day was beautiful. And. Um, Anyway, I just thought that will be a nice place. So for everybody listen, I think we're going to do some really nice stuff with Stone Turtle, Arena Club maybe in the midsection. We've really tried to get some shit going on with um, Cheshire, but there's just been so much turnover there, and I hate to say it, but we wanted to do some stuff there. Hopefully we get that figured out by this next winter. Yeah. Because that, I think, would be a good mainstay for us over the winter Will you put and something then in there? Brennan's um, this guy really talked high of Brennan's you ever been out of Brennan's? I've been to Brennan's, I've been to the new one I've been to the new one either so, but he says the new one is pretty sweet it's a whole like top floor or something yeah but it's in where uh, Sub-Zero used to be oh I thought it was down on the corner from where they used to be Where but they were uh, on the corner originally. Okay. but we'll look into that yeah. and see but um, and by the way, for the listeners, I, I'm done with that first car. I thought that was great. Um, and now I'm onto that brown label Tatuaje. That we were Tarpino. talking about, yeah, I just yeah. happen to have one. That's awesome. I just bought it today. I was nice. over at John's Pipe Shop because I wanted to see if he had any old Juarez because I'm trying to, uh, I haven't had any in a while, and I I would just regular rather buy from a local than online. But he had nothing. The only box he had was maybe four kicks. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Did have a lot of Tatawai support in that lounge, so yeah. there's guys digging that. Yeah, it's just you know to, to come back where we were on that 50 50 so let's take that same we we're talking about the abundance of cigar companies right and and this is where i don't know if this is a hypocritical statement or not but i love that there's new cigar companies popping up left and right right some are going to be bullshit you know like short filler bundle stuff but hey that's some people's smoke you know which is awesome and then there's, you know, people are hooking up with other big names and things are getting fun and cool and cozy and you start seeing some cool shit and I like it. Well, that's what I told this gentleman. He asked me, he goes, well, what cigars do you guys smoke? And I says, well, I said, that's a great question because the group that I follow and follows us and we all hang out together and I don't know if this is unique to St. Louis, but we do a lot of batik cigars. 
for example, Room 101, Tatawahe, Crown Heads. We can go on and on and on. And in those lines, I feel like you are getting, uh, and we all know this because it, it's not a secret. All these cigars are being done by my father. They're doing. They're, they're being sourced, um, and they're picking these blends through master blenders through the bigger companies, just like bourbon is. But the uniqueness about what, like us, are asking for in their blends and whatever and putting out are really good. Yeah, and you people know. are loving them, and they're unique. They bring a little pizzazz, maybe the, right. the um, you know, everything around uh, the aura around these cigars being released or whatever is a lot of fun. Yes. Well, it's and like I the, think that's what we've really kind of rallied around. Not that we haven't spent time what we call like, I want to say the old, <laughs> but more distinguished, no like old, like Fuente or Patron. Yeah. And we've done it and loved them. Yeah, I mean, it, and even Cohiba and your general cigar line that we've smoked have had, now that we have dug into it over the last couple of years, have come out with some pretty damn good cigars. A hundred percent. And, you know, it's like when you talk about, like, a lot of what we what we smoke and what we, we tend to like on a daily basis, right? Those, the original boutique brands, right? Like, when you get into foundation, like you said, 101... Tatuaje, Crowned Heads, Illusion. Um, now, Illusion, Dodge Lotto, they have their own factors, right? But when you look and at... Is he out of Vegas? Vegas. Yeah. So uh, get well, a load of this. Reno. I'm... We left Lazy Gator, and we're headed back to the farm, and we stopped at a place open only one week, and it's called the new best speakeasy of the Lake of the Ozarks. And let me tell you something. It was called Horseshoe, Horseshoe Bend or something. They had three floors of amazing. The people were unbelievable. I had some ahe tuna. But this girl walks in and sits right next to me. And we start talking cigars. Cause I had said to the guy, can you smoke a cigar here? Her best friend is the owner of Illusion Cigar. Don Gelato? Whoever the guy's name is, that's one of her best friends. She went through college, and her oh, name was, was uh, she was a redhead. Her name was Sandy, I believe. And um, she goes, oh yeah. He goes, you sound just like my buddy who owns Illusion Cigars out of Vegas, or whatever it was, Reno, mm -hmm. Nevada, whatever. Yep. And um, she goes, God, he would probably really like to talk to you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right? You know, because he started very successful or whatever. And yeah. He's got his own cigar brand. But I'm just like, man, what a small world. To go yeah. in and sit and start talking to people. The next thing you know, this girl knows the owner who started the whole Illusion line. And um, I didn't want to press her too much more because she met another woman who came. And they started talking and blah, blah, blah. But that would have been a really interesting story to hear more about it. For sure. But no, but what I was saying is, you know, you look at, you know, we've had this conversation numerous times. But, you know, just because you know, when you look at Crown Heads and Crown Heads blends through 
of course, Pepin and um, Ernesto Carrillo primarily. Um, you, and then you look at Pete Johnson with Tatawahe and him and Pepin's relationship and the, the Gahonu story and you know why Tatawahe is Tatawahe, all of that, right? Um, it's the, the, the respect you have there is like going to these blenders that have been doing this forever and you entrust them with this is what I'm looking for, this is what I want. You're not just having them do something for you and accepting it, right? And that's kind of the mantra that we've taken in to the blenders we work with. It's like, look, I know there's a reason that I've never tried to go, you know, I, I respect Nick Malelo out of foundation 100%, right? Because the guy got into tobacco. It's another great cigar. He loved it, so you know what he did? He fucking picked up and moved to Nicaragua when he was there for, I think, 12 years. And now he's set up in the Connecticut River Valley in Connecticut, right? Wynn did it Awesome And his product Is proof of the pudding Another great right? cigar like um, But you You sit And you have an idea And you build this trust And this camaraderie With these blenders And Sometimes they think You're crazy But then sometimes It's yours I mean not sometimes It's always yours When you, when you put the idea to it And you have it And I think that's Absolutely amazing um, and like I said, we love these original boutiques, right? Like I don't personally, I don't consider Tatawai, Illusion, Crownheads boutique anymore. I don't because maybe in the scale of things they are, but I know I mean, again, maybe it's the people we converse with and who have like. Would you say Tatawahe is bigger than Crownheads? Oh yeah, I would oh, think yeah. so too. Oh yeah, because I well, see Tatawahe now is regularly. Being shown in aficionado yeah, well, cigar magazine. You, you know, put if you want to put time to it. Tatawahe launched in oh, I think it was oh seven. Crownheads was eleven. They launched, um, but you know, I again, we're not inside the company. We don't know the workings, but yes, Tatawahe is a bigger brand than Crownheads, but. Crown Heads continues to grow, and they're not going to stop growing. No, but but what what's what's being said there? A lot of Tatawahe. Well, I would smokers. say out of all the Batik cigars that we smoke, probably if I would say Tatawahe is about out of the Batik line because they've just got so many cigars, so many good. Yeah, but cigars. so then it comes back down to that boutique argument, right? Because if you look at General Cigars and Tatawahe. I'm just I'm bullshitting here I don't know these numbers this is not real but I would be willing to bet that Tatawahe does less than 10% of what General does in a year well that's true but that's a huge fuck but that's what I'm saying so in in that scale of things Tatawahe is boutique as shit Right, right. Yeah, well, of course, everything compared <laughs> you know? to General is going to be. Um, I mean, they've got I think so the, many lines, which I think the boutique. I always term, forget has been is no longer companies, right? Um, I don't think boutique cigars are company wide anymore. I think boutique cigars are made inside the company, right? So, for example, when I say that, you look at Crown Heads, right? Uh, the Mad in, inside the Mil Diaz line, right? The es, uh, the Escogidos, the Magicos, these thousand box releases that happen inside a general line. That's a boutique line. Las Calaveras, it's a yearly boutique that comes out inside Tatoaje, the Butcher's Cut, right? The the newest Portland, that's a boutique line, 
you know, inside Tatuaje, the surrogate line from Atelier, or the Atelier line and the surrogate line. Those are boutique lines inside of Tatuaje. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't think the term boutique can work for a company anymore. Because I think that the nostalgia on that is gone, you know? When Tatuaje first started and they were doing the, like, okay, in Tat- the Monsters, right? That's a boutique line inside Tatuaje. You know, when Pete, you know, when Pete Johnson and Tatuaje first launched and, you know, it was in 19 stores, but thousands of people were talking about it. Right. That was boutique, you know? You want to pour us another one? I just fired up uh, one of these morphine Coronas. I'm kind of running in this Corona mindset tonight. It's kind of cool. But yeah, that's it's always a fun because think about um, think about it in bourbon too, right? So bu- boutique bourbons used to be like um, who do do you do you have an example of something that? Of a small bourbon company that ended up getting big off the top of your head. A what? A, a small. Okay, so I'll say this. Uh, still six thirty, local to St. Louis, right? Yep. They're huge. Five St. six Louis. years ago, that was a boutique bourbon line, man. I mean, it was a small batch thing, but now. You can pretty much go to any bar in St. Louis and find Still 630, right? Yeah. Now, if you're ordering Still 630 and you live in New York, it's probably boutique in New York, you know? I don't know. It's interesting. That, that what does word, Dave at 630 put out a bourbon? They have a bourbon. They have a Missouri bourbon. They were part of, they were part of the entire Which one is that? Is through. that um, the... Um, uh, because a lot of his stuff has pita. Yeah, but... They, um, but I think it's called Rally. Rally, well, Rally Point. Rally the rye. That's okay. their rye. Well, one of those is just kind of their straight oh, bourbon, I think. Um, That's what he did his thing on. Yeah. And, of course, I'm not going to pull it up now, you know. But it's... Well, whatever. That word boutique, you know, it's, it's kind of... You know, it's like... You, you look at... Um, and I don't mean this in any rude way, but like women's fashion shops, there's a quote boutique on every corner in the city, in the county, everywhere, you know? Um, Small batch genre inspired goods is what I would consider boutique, you know? All right, I like this cigar, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I may drive to Sullivan and buy the rest of those damn cigars. Because I'm telling you right now, I think the cigar that I smoked last night on that archetype is better than this. Well, and you're going to be like, you're talking whoa, bullshit. whoa, whoa. Now you're just, now you're just talking Hold shit, your right? horses there, Ruddle buddy. That cowboy's gone strange. Mm. But I'm telling you. Mm. All right, so I got... Well, I'm going to, we're going to find this shit out because I'm telling you, I know what I smoke and I know what I like. And I'm telling you, that fucking cigar that I had last night, what, and did you ever figure out the name of it? Archetype. Yeah. It's no, but the, I know um, it's Archetype, but oh, the one I, I was like Dawn of Destiny the, uh, or some shit. 
What was the other one? The Hang tree, on. it was purple. Hang on. Yeah, it's. Damn it, I had it pulled up. Oh, here we go. It's the. Oh, there you're not there. I might have overstepped. Access Monday. Okay. Yeah, you did overstep. You I did might overstep. Have overstep. You don't. You know what? But I'm just telling I would like to give credit, dude, because listen, I, I've always said this on this podcast. One of the nice things I like to do when I do a bourbon tasting, um, I've been to Paul Cass's bourbon places, his party, and he has a little like Lazy Susan, and I like to do just a little of everything. And then all of a sudden, there's one out of the whole goddamn thing that grabs me, and I love that because it's so much different. It's like watching people sing for an hour, and then all of a sudden there's one singer that comes up, and it's just like... Oh my God! Right. It's amazing. It's OMG. Right. right. Maybe that's what we should name a cigar. OMG. OMG. Okay. All right. So, guys, we're gonna take this to the point in the podcast where we're gonna tell you that we're gonna sit here and continue smoking, have a couple more drinks. Damn, that sounds good. And uh, I want to thank you guys so much for continuing to hang out with us. Um, if you guys want to join the new Stogies of Cinema thing that we're gonna start doing on the Patreon. Um, we're going to put stuff up on there. All the videos from the podcast, the newsletters, the giveaways, everything like that. Follow our Patreon, patreon.com slash craft bureau. It's $3 a month. And uh, jump in there on, on with us. All right. So from uh, the Viking, the hollow, thank you so much. Oh, wait, what did you just pour us? This is a different bottle. Yeah, I, we just poured some of the uh, Elijah? toasted Elijah Grego. So, mahalo from the Viking guys. Thank you so much. Patreon, thank you for joining the Fireside video. Thank you and, as uh, well. We will let the Bourbon Cowboy take us out. And next time, we'll be talking about, I just, three, uh, two episodes in on Arnold on Netflix. Two episodes in, and I'm telling I you, this guy is crazy, man. I love him. He's a weirdo. But I, I love him. him I love bro. him, except for the way he dips his cigars in tequila. Whatever. That's where he loses, man. But the guy is crazy. Two episodes in, and uh, maybe we'll talk about that next week. Whatever. Listen, for the Bourbon Cowboy, as always, man, thanks for listening to us crazy guys, and we'll see you next week. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch.